Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to The Confidence Show, a podcast for the big dreamers who want to create more confidence so they can live their lives on their own terms. Hosted by confidence and life coach, Rebecca Hawks. That's me, by the way. The Confidence Show was created to inspire you to say yes to the things that scare you, to help you feel less alone when you're struggling with your mindset and to show you that you truly can design a life you love. With a new episode landing in your feed every Monday and Thursday, be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss out. Hi friends, we are back with season five of The Confidence Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And I'm recording today on what is the third year anniversary of the podcast. Three years The Confidence Show has been alive for. Now it's not been three consistent years, but we're not going to worry about that. <laughs> I started The Confidence Show in 2020, so February 2020, before the chaos of the pandemic and COVID and all the crap that came with that happened. And I started it because I'd been dreaming of having a podcast for years. I'd always wanted a radio show, like when I was a little kid. And then I finally was like, do you know what? I'm just gonna put something out there. I'm gonna put it out there and see what happens. And three years later and 75 episodes later, it has been wonderful. So I'm so happy that you are either rejoining me for season five, or if you're brand new here, welcome. We are so happy to have you as part of the Confidence Show family. I'm going to give you a little bit of an update from me. So I finished season four in December. It is now the 13th of February. So I'm going to give you a little bit of an update. And then I'm going to share eight tips to instantly boost your mood when you're feeling low. Because the start of the year for me has been <laughs> mostly feeling low. I started the year feeling horrendous. So I want to share that with you. But just to before I dive into that, I wanted to do something a little bit special to celebrate the three years of the podcast and the fact that we're starting season five. So I am offering five of you, there are five spaces on the group round of the confidence course, which is starting on the 13th of March. There are five spaces available at a 30% discount. So that's 30% off the total cost of the group round of the confidence course. Just go to rebeccalucih.co slash the confidence course and enter code CELEBRATE to save your 30%. I'd love to see you there. So let's talk about January, shall we? Let's get it over and done with. I had a wonderful Christmas, I had a wonderful New Year, it was amazing, and then three days into January, my mum came down with COVID, and then I think the day later, I started getting the symptoms as well, and I had it. So the two of us spent the start of the year in bed feeling horrendous. And I mean, having said that, I must be honest, it wasn't as bad as I imagined it to be. I do feel very lucky that the symptoms weren't as horrific and things like I have, like my whole body hurt. I could feel there was one day where like, or two days, I think it was, where I could feel like every strand of hair and like the hair in my head hurt, which is so weird. Like it's such a weird feeling to have, but I just, yeah, body felt crap. But knowing that so many other people have been through so much worse with it and have felt so much worse with it, I do feel lucky that whilst it sucked, it could have been worse and I was fine. And I just spent three weeks in bed watching Amazon Prime, actually. I signed up for a free Amazon Prime trial. So I just watched as much as I could and did nothing apart from sleeping. But by about week three, towards the end of week two, I... The, the biggest impact was my mood. I felt so depressed. I felt really miserable. I felt really tearful. 
I felt like I was never going to feel well again. And it left me feeling really disheartened because at the, at the end of 2022, I had this big plan. I felt like I'd gained momentum after a big burnout in the summer. I felt like I'd started gaining momentum again. I had a big plan. I had a vision for where I wanted to go. I knew what I was doing and I felt ready to start the year strong, if you like, or start the year being productive and continuing with what I was working on. And it just didn't happen. Like I just, I just couldn't. So that left me feeling really frustrated that I'd lost all this momentum, that I wasn't starting the year how how I perceive everybody else too, because there's always that idea of like, new year, new start, we're going to do amazing things. Like, yeah, let's like kill it. Like, let's get like achieve all our goals. Let's be successful. And I was not doing that. I was in bed doing nothing. And it made me feel horrendous. I started to feel really sorry for myself. And then because my mood was so low, I couldn't pick myself up again. I found it, I found it took me a couple of weeks to really get my mindset back up there I think I started to feel better and then I had one day where I was like felt really good I say really good like better than I had been for weeks and I took myself out to Tesco's and I worked in Tesco's for a couple of hours and I felt my mood had improved and then the next day I ended up with a migraine so I felt like I'd taken like two steps forward and I'd started to be productive And then I felt like I'd taken another 10 steps back. And that was very much the theme of the start of the year for me. And it got to the point where I was like, I am so sick of feeling rough. I'm so sick of being miserable. I'm so sick of hearing myself talk about how miserable I feel and how tired I am. I was just really sick of myself. So I was like, do you know what? I'm going to have to... Yes, there's a limit to how much I can push myself because the physical effects of COVID are still there, like the tiredness, the not being able to exercise like I used to, that's still there. But there are things that I can do to move myself forward and I'm going to have to force myself into that space or I'm never going to get out of it again. So I looked at my habits and this is what I want to talk to you about in this episode because it feels very, it's very fresh in my mind. And the last week especially I feel like things have completely transformed for me in the last week or the last 10 days and I want to share all this with you while it's still fresh in my mind having been at the lowest of lows in my mood to now feeling fully like myself again and having loads of energy and feeling confident and productive and energized I feel like a completely different person and I'm going to share with you eight tips to instantly boost your mood when you're feeling low but before we dive into those tips and I share with you what I do to lift my mood I think it's important we talk about understanding why you're feeling low because there can be lots of different reasons for the lowness in the first place and how you respond to feeling low is going to is going to depend on where the lowness comes from. Obviously, if you've got something like depression, where it's a mental health illness and you can't actually, it's not something you can control. I don't believe that I suffer from depression. So I can't, I'm not one that's going to talk to you about what you can do for your depression. I believe there are possibly things that you could do to temporarily lift your mood in that moment but a lot of it is from my understanding like a chemical imbalance and there's something there that no matter how hard you try you're not going to be able to do it so when you when you're feeling low because of depression then you can try the things I'm going to tell you but obviously you might have to be aware that it may take longer for you to lift your mood whereas for me in this moment I knew why I was feeling low. I knew it was because of the COVID and because of the illness and because I'd spent so long trapped indoors. I hadn't been able to go out. I'd spent weeks in bed watching Netflix or Amazon Prime. I hadn't had that those moments to look forward to. I hadn't had anything that I was enjoying. I didn't have the energy to do anything apart from lay down. So it wasn't even like I could do some painting or do a puzzle or read a book. I was just trapped it felt like I was, it just felt like I was very trapped and had no choice in what I was doing. So I could understand that, okay, this is why, this is where my mood is coming from. And in those moments, I could draw myself a little bit and say, you know, this isn't going to last forever. This is temporary. It's going to change. You've just got to cope with this at the moment. And there are other times where you feel low, like for example, before you come on your period, like you're, if you have periods, obviously, then 
in those moments, I get very emotional. I feel very down, not always, but this month particularly or last month particularly, my emotions were all over the place and that was coming off the back of the COVID. So I just felt that added to my feelings of being really down, being really emotional, that feeling of depressed, which I think you can feel depressed without actually having depression. So that just that sadness, that heaviness, the emotional roller coaster that you go on. And again, when you recognise that those events are only temporary and you can say to yourself, almost like reassure yourself, okay, this is why this this is why I'm feeling this way. And I know it's not going to feel like this forever. That little moment of reassurance can also help to lift your mood slightly. Not completely, of course, especially when you're really, really low. But in those moments, it can help to just remind yourself that you have had good days before. And if you've had good days before, you are going to be able to have good days again in the future. When I hit that point where I was like, I have to change this because I cannot deal with being this low anymore one of the things I looked at was the bad habits that I'd formed so I looked at my day-to-day life and was like okay what habits am I doing that I'm almost using as an excuse I'm almost doing them as an excuse so for example the binging of the Netflix or the streaming services it's like I'm telling myself, I'd got into the habit of telling myself, this is all I'm able to do right now. So it became a habit, but then it became a bad habit because it was no longer the thing that I could only do then. It was almost like a security blanket because there was fear and discomfort associated with going back out into the real world. Because I'd spent so long inside, I was starting to have anxiety about going out again. So instead of being a comforting habit that was there to support me through illness, it was becoming a bad habit that was actually really preventing me from doing anything else because I'd convinced myself that I needed to just lay in bed and watch streaming services rather than, and instead of it being something to, as I said, comfort me, it was becoming a bad habit. It was becoming a safety net. It was becoming a security blanket. It was almost like that as long as I carry on doing this, I don't have to face the discomfort of going out into the outside world again. And other bad habits like the food that I was eating. I wasn't concerned with making healthy salads or cooking healthy meals when I was ill. I didn't have the energy. So I was eating a lot of carbs that I wouldn't normally eat. I was eating a lot of sugar. I was just eating anything that I fancied because during that period, I was like, the most important thing is I get some kind of food in me and it's not going to matter what it is. But then I realised that those habits had continued on into as I was healing and as I was, as the illness was coming to an end. So when you can recognise what isn't supporting you and you can pinpoint those habits that are contributing to the low mood. So other things like scrolling on social media. So I'd be watching Netflix and I'd be scrolling on socials. And in the moments that I was scrolling on socials, I was comparing myself because I was seeing people talk about their goals and their visions and everything that they was doing and how they were starting the year. And I was like, God, this is so frustrating because that's all I want to be doing and I can't. And I was beating myself up for it, even though it was out of my control. Comparing myself had a massive impact on me. And again, recognising that that was a bad habit. That was a habit that wasn't supporting me. Although having said that, I did see, I have seen quite a few posts where other people have struggled to get started at the start of the year as well. So that was reassuring. But then seeing all these people live their lives whilst I couldn't live mine, it was not supporting me in the slightest. And I think it was probably what definitely wasn't aiding the recovery process because it was just contributing to my low mood. But as I said, when you recognise these habits and you can, can, can pinpoint the ones that are causing your low mood or not necessarily causing, but contributing to your low mood. So the scrolling on socials, comparing yourself to others, not eating the right food, not leaving the house was a bad habit that I'd then clung on to because as I said I had that fear of going outside the the illness of like not feeling well the fear that I'd go out and catch it again and the fear that I even though I was testing negative that I would go and give it to someone else that was just a lot it caused a lot of anxiety but not leaving the house was contributing to feeling really down and also when you outside of my own experience but when you think about these low moods being with people who drain you and surrounding yourself with people who drain you and who don't lift you up and who don't inspire you, when you recognise that that's something that's a problem, you can then 
change those habits you can then make the conscious decision to change those habits you can give yourself stricter boundaries and say no do you know what even though these people are my friends and they're draining me I'm gonna limit the time that I spend with them or I'm gonna make a conscious choice to change the subject if they're someone that just moans all the time or if they're someone who gossips about other people in a negative way and I can't have a open conversation with them where I say actually I don't agree with the way that you're talking about this person instead you can consciously change the subject and steer the conversation in a different direction to help your low mood or as I said like limit the time that you spend with people I feel like I'm so out of practice (laughs) with doing podcasts I'm like is this even making any sense I've got my notes in front of me so I'm following my notes and I'm like am I am I just waffling but we all know that's what I like to do anyway so we'll just carry on we'll keep it conversational we'll carry on and yeah we'll move into what to do to lift your mood so after you've understood why you're feeling low or pinpointed the habits or actions you're doing daily almost on autopilot that are contributing to that low mood then you can make that conscious decision to change you can look at your habits you can create new habits And you can change the way you're living your daily life to bring in more joy, to bring in more peace, to bring in better feelings that contribute to a boosted mood, to to contribute to you feeling happier. And these are eight things that I've been doing over the last few weeks that have dramatically changed how I am feeling And they're all things that are simple, that are easy for most of us to do, that we can just start adding into our daily lives now. So the first thing I do to lift my mood is change the content that I'm consuming. So as I said, streaming loads of movies and TV shows is great, but I was watching a lot of action-y, thriller, drama type shows I could not do rom-coms normally rom-coms are like the go-to but I couldn't watch rom-coms when I was feeling ill I needed something to almost lose myself in and because I watched a lot of things where I had to focus on the plot it made those two to three hours disappear and it felt like I don't know it just felt comforting to watch things like that I could really concentrate on films I couldn't concentrate on anything else but I could really concentrate on these types of films but the subject of the films was often quite heavy and sometimes the films themselves were quite depressing so I started changing the content that I was consuming I made the conscious effort not to not to really stream anything and to curb the binge watching and yeah I'd still watch something I'd still watch some telly in the evenings or I'd still watch a film during the day but it was no longer back-to-back films And I also made sure that I limited my time on social media to the point where I've actually updated my phone and I have a time limit. So I'm allowed an hour a day on TikTok and Instagram because there was one day where I'd spent like four hours just scrolling on TikTok. And yes, I know I didn't have anything else to do, but I think that was also impacting my mindset. So now I've got the limit on my phone. I can't remember how you set it up. I think there's like a place in the settings on an iphone where you can set the app limits so instagram and tiktok i'm allowed an hour a day and then the app closes down and of course you can still get back on there but it just helps me and having that like opening the app and it's saying you've got a time limit is that reminder of the conscious choices that i'm making for myself and the and the good positive habits i'm trying to build for myself so whilst yes i sometimes go oh remind me in 15 minutes i'll also then be like oh yeah i forgot i'm not gonna consume all this content on social media I'll go and do an activity that's more empowering for me I also started listening to podcasts again and started listening to like uplifting ones and inspiring ones and not necessarily ones that were about doing things like there's a lot of podcasts I listen to that are like I don't know how to improve your business or how to improve your mindset or improving your money mindset ones with like practical actions and tools I didn't want to listen to those because I felt like I didn't want to try and consume knowledge or learn. I was not in a learning frame of mind at all. So I listened to more like conversational podcasts. Like I started listening to the diary of a CEO and going back through interviews with people that I were, I was interested in. And who else did I listen to? The Secret to Happy, Vicky Pattinson's podcast, listening to that. And then the Luana podcast, because 
it's just you don't need to that you, it's not like a learning one it's just like a fun fun like comedic podcast it's funny it's quite rude it's just something that you switch off it, it brings like laughter to you <laughs> and with everything that's going on it's when you're feeling low and depressed you don't want to listen to things that are heavy like the news definitely steered clear of the news as much as possible and then I've also made the conscious choice to read more so often I'd go and soak in the bath and I love a love a soak in the bath I can be in there for hours like literally hours but sometimes I'll take my laptop in there and I'll watch a film while, in the, while I'm in the bath or I'll watch stuff on YouTube but because I was conscious of how much time I was spending looking at a screen and how much content I was consuming from other creators I switched to reading instead and that really helped like being able to lose myself in a book for a few hours that helped more as well like I felt like I had to use my brain a bit more than just lay down and do nothing I'm reading at the moment a book called A Little Life and I can't remember who wrote it but it's like 720 pages it's like a really chunky book and I'm reading it because I'm going to see the play in April. So there's a, a play at the Harold Pinter Theatre and James Norton's in it. So I don't know if you've watched Happy Valley, but James Norton plays Tommy Lee Royce and he's in the stage version of the book I'm reading. So I'm trying to <laughs> trying to get that done. And I was like, okay, I've got, I think it was something like eight weeks to read it. Oh no, it must be more. It must've been like 16 weeks or something or t- maybe 12 weeks when I started reading it. I think I had 12 weeks to read the book before before the show so I was like okay if I read this amount every week I think it was something like 70 pages oh no maybe it's 10 weeks I was like if I read 70 pages a week then I'll get the book done by the time I go and see the show although having said that the book is (laughs) the book is very heavy so it's it's very it's devastating it's like it's devastatingly emotional and beautiful and it's really hard. It's really hard. It's, it's like a hard read just because of the subject matter. But in the same time, I feel like actually reading the story lifts my mood in a roundabout way because it reminds me of how much other people go through. And I always feel like that brings me into a place of gratitude. Like, yes, my problems are valid. Yes, my thoughts and feelings and emotions are valid. And no matter what else is happening to anyone else in the world, what I'm going through is all relative to me and I'm allowed to experience those emotions without feeling guilty about them. But also when I read other stories of people that are going through it harder and obviously the big devastation at the moment in Turkey and Syria where they had the earthquake, I can use those events to put things into perspective for myself and to move into a space of gratitude. And when I move into a space of gratitude, that lifts my mood. And it's definitely a practice. It's not an easy thing to do where I'm like, oh yeah, but this has happened to them and I'm so lucky or like, look at the position that I'm in. Like, thank God that I have what I have. It's still a practice and a conscious choice to do that because the underlying emotions are everything is so hard, why is this happening, why am I not well, I'm so sick of being ill, but it's definitely a practice, and and using those kind of events, and using them to put things into perspective for me, without the guilt trip of, you shouldn't be feeling like that, because other people have it so much worse, and I think sometimes that can be, that can be the default setting for people, or they can feel guilty that they're upset about something that would be considered small in the grand scheme of things but to them is actually quite a big deal and I think that the the guilt and the feelings of I shouldn't be feeling like this just adds to the low mood even more and there's no such thing as you shouldn't be feeling like this like you're no matter what emotions or feelings or thoughts you're having like they are valid they are your experience in them and any emotions you're experiencing are valid to you. So you never have to feel guilty about those emotions. Yes, you might not understand them and yes, they might not make sense to you and you might not want them, but they are valid to you and you should never feel ashamed for having those those emotions. So yeah, that was the first thing, the first way that I, the first thing that I do to lift my mood is really change the content I'm consuming. So limiting time on social media, listening to uplifting podcasts, listening to music, and reading instead of 
fallen into the trap of binge watching. The second thing on my list is making an effort with my appearance. So not getting dressed and not doing my makeup. I still maintained some kind of skincare routine while I was ill because it was just those little moments of like getting to the end of the day and washing my face and doing my skincare. It made me feel like I'd achieved something when I was struggling achieving anything else physically. It made me feel like I'd achieved something and it was something that I look forward to. It made me feel nice. There's something about when you've cleaned your face and you've put your skincare products on, it makes you feel good in yourself. So I maintained some kind of skincare appearance, but I didn't wear any makeup. I didn't get dressed at all. I just lived in my pajamas. I lived in my bed, essentially. Like I ate dinner in my bed. I ate lunch in my bed. I didn't didn't leave my room. So when I started to feel better, I started to make that effort with my appearance, even though I still really didn't particularly want to and I wasn't going anywhere. I started to use face masks again. I started to apply my favorite products. I was doing my hair and by doing my hair, I mean, I like washed it more regularly. (laughs) I wasn't straightening it or curling it. I was just washing it and I was doing my makeup and putting that on and just the ritual of doing that. It was like, I don't know, 15 minutes of a basic, basic face, but that started to make me feel more like myself and it gave me a bit more confidence and made me feel like I was getting better, which was nice. And then putting on outfits again when I started getting dressed again. Nothing fancy. A lot of the times it was still joggers or gym gear because that was comfortable. But then I made the effort to put on a dress. I was wearing like jumpers that felt good. So just getting out of the habit of not dressing myself. And that's all it is. I'd been in this habit of not getting up, not getting dressed, not putting on any makeup. I just had to reintroduce a more supportive habit of putting clothes on and it sounds so simple but that instantly made me feel like myself again it was almost like this reminder or this awareness of okay well I'm not ill anymore because I'm getting dressed and that lifted my mood then changing my environment whether it's just throughout this period and like the January period of illness or whether it's like any time of the year when I feel low and I need to lift my mood, whether it's because I'm just getting my period or something's happened or I'm just feeling a bit burnt out, this instantly impacts my mood. This instantly makes me feel better is when I change my environment. Now, if it's an occasion where I need to be at home and I can't go out to work or I can't go out for lunch, say we've got someone coming round or I've got to be at home for a Zoom call, if I can't leave the house then I'll do little things like tidying up so I'll just tidy my space I'll put things away I'll make sure things are in order and I'll throw things away that don't fit where I'm trying to go I did this a couple of weeks ago as I was starting to feel better I was trying to get into the vision of who I wanted to be in 2023 stepping into my future self and thinking about what how I wanted to evolve this year so I got rid of anything that wasn't going to fit that mold so old clothes even like (laughs) I've had this jumper that I've had for 10 years no it must be longer than that because it was when I was with when I went skiing my other ex and that was 2011 so like 12 years I'd had this jumper and I got it before then so 12 13 years and I loved it it was I think it was like a size 8 but every time I washed it it seemed to get bigger and it just ballooned you could have fit like three people in there it was this huge jumper but it had an old hole under the arm had a hole elsewhere on it and it just wasn't flattering anymore and I knew that but it was comfortable and I loved it and there was a comfort about it but it doesn't fit with where I'm trying to go and how I'm trying to evolve. So I finally got rid of that. And in throwing those things away, it instantly shifts my mood because it's almost like I'm letting go of this version of myself that I want to grow from. And I find that in doing that, I'm kind of saying goodbye to the past, which makes me feel more positive moving forward to the future. It's like, as spring comes in, the the thought of like newness and freshness and the blossoming of stuff, that's how it feels to me when I'm throwing old things away. Sometimes, like it's hard, I'm a bit of a hoarder. I don't like letting go of things. But when I make that conscious choice to let go of things, it boosts my mood. It feels like the sun's coming out and 
there's like this new version of myself being born almost and then another thing that I'll do if I need to change my environment but need to stay at home things like lighting candles I've got a candle on now that I'm burning because again that just instantly lifts me it's like I'm making an effort for myself it's very much like when you make an effort for your appearance I'm making the effort for my environment as well and how my environment looks and feels and that boosts my mood as well and then if I am able to go out if it's a day where I don't need to stay at home then I'll go and work from a coffee shop I'll go and work from Tesco's because our local Tesco's is a cafe so I'll go and work there and I like working there now because they know my name (laughs) so that's always nice because you go into an environment where it's friendly and where I know that I'm going to be productive so that instantly lifts my mood or I might take myself out for lunch and sometimes I'll take myself out working sometimes I'll just take myself out for lunch or I'll go and get a coffee or I'll go for a walk and this just breaks up the bad habits of staying indoors And oftentimes I've noticed I have this habit of I'll be really productive in the morning, I'll work for a few hours and then it'll get to lunch. And at lunchtime I'll be like, oh, I'm just going to watch an episode of whatever show. I don't know, whatever one I'm binging at that moment. I'll just watch one episode. But then it's like this addictive thing. And I think this comes from the ADHD where I'll watch one episode and then I'll be like, oh, I just want to watch another one because I'm getting that dopamine hit of enjoying what I'm watching. And then I end up spending like three, four hours just binging something instead of going back to work. And I now recognise that that's not productive. So I'm changing that habit. And also what I'm doing to support myself more is saying, I know that I need a rest break. I know that after three, four hours of work, I'm done. My productivity's done. That's it. So then I've set myself a bit of a routine that I'm going to try and implement, which I haven't done yet. So this might change. But working from nine till, I think it was nine till one, and then having from one till five off, and then working again from like five, five thirty till seven in the evening. So I'm still being productive throughout the day, but I'm giving myself plenty of space to go for lunch, to go for a walk, to work out, to watch Netflix if I want to, to catch up with friends, to go and see my grandparents, to to do things that bring me joy. So then at least I don't have to worry about... The the problem is if I don't work in the mornings, I find it very hard to motivate myself in the afternoons. Like that afternoon period between like two and five is probably my least productive. Like that's, that's... I don't really want to do anything during that time. So creating these new habits and getting myself out more, changing my environment, that breaks up the bad habits and it makes me feel good. So that's another way to instantly lift my mood. And then because I know that I'm going out, then I'm more likely to do things like wear an outfit I love, put on my makeup, do my hair, make an effort with my appearance, which again, appearance, which again contributes to the lifting of the mood. Now, the biggest one, so number four, the biggest one that has had the biggest impact on me over the last week, especially, is spending time with people. I spent so long on my own at the start of the year and I love my own company, don't get me wrong. I love spending time alone. I enjoy my own company. I enjoy it when it's just me. I'm not somebody that can't be alone. I very much enjoy that time and I appreciate that time. And because I enjoy that time and appreciate it, I can then find it very hard to get myself out. And I know that when I don't push myself to go out, it's it's very, very easy for me to stay at home on my own. Let's put it that way. It's very, very easy for me to do. So it has to be a conscious choice to push myself to leave the house. But spending time with people has had a dramatic impact on my mindset and on my mood over the last like 10 days. So as I said, I spent loads of time alone in January. It made me feel really disconnected. But as I started to feel better, I planned a lot of things. And part of me was like, I don't always like to plan too much because I know that doing a lot can leave me feeling exhausted. But also I think this is some kind of story that I've started telling myself and I don't think this narrative is helpful anymore because I've done I've done more in the last 10 days than I have probably in the last two months. Or, well, no, probably last five weeks because obviously December was busy with Christmas. But even then it wasn't that busy. But I've crammed so much into the last 10 days And I feel more energised than ever. So I think there's something to be said for me socialising. Like, it needs to be a regular thing. (laughs) Whereas before I was telling myself the story of I don't want to be too busy because it will burn me out. And it's had the complete opposite effect. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So I went on a date for the first time since the summer last year because I took a little bit of a break from dating, but then I'm back on the horse again. And I've actually got another one booked for... Booked. <laughs> it sounds so full, doesn't it? I've got another one booked this week. But I'm going on another one on Saturday with someone else. So I'm well and truly into dating, which is very exciting so yeah I did that and then on Tuesday this week I went for friend went for friends went for dinner with my business besties Francis and Jade we had the best time and we always whenever we go out for dinner we always get kicked out because we literally just sit there talking non-stop and then somebody always comes over and says like guys we need to <laughs> we need to close the restaurant now and it was just perfect and being with them was just so invigorating and energizing and they're just people who totally get it who are always supportive so when I talk about things like having imposter syndrome about being away from socials for so long when I talk about like losing clarity around where I want my business to go and then talking about how I got it back and my mission at the moment a message that I want to start spreading they listen to that and I get really passionate when I'm talking and their feedback is always so encouraging that it just lifts me, like it just naturally lifts me being around them. So we had a great time. And then on Thursday last week, I went to stay with my friends, Matt and Justine. Now I've known Matt for 10 years now. We met in Thailand when I was traveling back 2012, no, 2013 we met. So we've known each other for like 10 years now and I've stayed with them multiple times but I hadn't seen them for about 18 months because I was supposed to see them in the summer last year, but then there was a train strike, so my trains got cancelled, and then they've just been having their house renovated, so they've had like a massive extension put on there, and they've, they've had all their house done up. So I finally got to go and see them and their little boy, Kobe, and Bray, their dog, who I dog sat for last year. And again, just being around there, like, they're people who you know, you just have some friendships where they're just so easy. Like we don't see each other often. We don't speak often in between, but the minute you're with them, it's just easy and comfortable and you feel at home. And it was just wonderful to have that for three days because I just literally just go in and they're like, just help yourself to whatever. And I get cozy on the sofa and you know what I mean? Like it's just a really they're just friendships that I really really cherish and really enjoy and being with them 
really really lifted me and then obviously being with Kobe he's just like a bundle of energy so there's so much joy in in those in spending time with with them so that was wonderful and it could not have come at a more perfect time as well I had major anxiety before going through the actual traveling part and not only that the fear that I would have to cancel because I'd felt ill on the Tuesday this and this always happens like I knew that this anxiety I knew why it was there and I'll probably do a whole podcast episode on that because this is getting really long now but I knew the anxiety was there for a reason it's how I used to feel 12 years ago when I couldn't leave the house it was that kind of anxiety almost like making me feel so horrendously ill that I would cancel my plans and I refused to cancel my plans I was like absolutely not (laughs) I've had these plans in the diary for a very long time this is going to happen and as predicted the second I got off the train and got into the car I was like okay I can breathe the anxiety's gone which was wonderful so I'll do a whole whole episode on that because I think that's going to be really valuable for people and then after that like on I got back Sunday evening and saw my dad and his partner for a while in the evening so spent a few hours with them and then Sunday so yesterday I went out for a walk through the forest with my friend Sophie and we went for a nice roast dinner afterwards and just connecting with people again and just being around different people who have got different energies and have different opinions and thoughts and you can have different conversations it gets very I don't know what the word is but I find it very hard when I'm not around a lot of different people and as they say like there's the phrase you're the product of the five people that you surround yourself with most so when you're not surrounding yourself with anyone or like for me for example like being at home with mum like that's great but also that can be limiting in itself because you're in this little bubble of just like one person's viewpoints and thought systems and belief systems and the way they do things and I find it very restricting and very difficult when I'm not around a lot of people so that connection really has helped to bring me out of my shell it's helped me to feel better in myself it's helped to encourage me it's just it's just been wonderful it has lifted my mood more than anything else and it's so simple and do you know what it's nice like I feel tired because obviously I've been busy for the last 10 days but it is so nice to feel tired because I've done something and because I've actually been living my life and not feel tired because I've sat around doing nothing so yes I'm tired but it's a great tired because I've done these wonderful things and I've got things planned for this weekend as well as I said I've got the date coming up and then I'm seeing one of my other closest friends on Sunday we're going to go for brunch in London and just catch up which will be amazing so doing those things and I mean that that's like a culmination of the things I've spoke about already to lift my mood so I make an effort with my appearance when I'm going out and doing things when I'm seeing people which lifts my mood I'm changing my environment by going out to different places, by going to see different people, by move, by actually actively leaving the house. And then I'm also lifting my mood by spending time with people who I adore and who care about me and who's who I have really wonderful relationships with. And that's beautiful. I love it. And I'd say probably if you take anything away from this episode, find yourself people or make sure you are committing to spending time with people who do naturally lift you up because it will make more of a difference than you know. Even if you don't, like you don't have to do anything grand, you don't necessarily have to talk about how you're feeling. It doesn't have to be anything special or expensive or extravagant. Like when I went to stay at Matt and Justine's, we didn't really do a lot. We went for brunch, we went out for dinner, but aside from that, most of our time was spent in their living room, playing with Kobe, watching TV, chilling on the sofa. It wasn't anything fancy. And Matt and I talked about this when he was driving me back to the station and saying like, it's just so nice that you can have that comfortability around people where you don't have to make an effort as such, that you can just be who you are and that's it. And just sit and it's wonderful. So find yourself people that you can do that. And it's taken me, I'd say it's taken me quite a while to have these relationships and to build these relationships where I feel that comfortable and where it is that easy last year was a big year of friendship growth for me I I 
developed friendships with people who were kind of acquaintances or we kind of knew each other but we never had as deep a level as friendship as we do now and I value that so much this was the first Christmas where there were people that I actively wanted to message I had friends that I wanted to message and people that I wanted to just be like grateful for and be like I really appreciate the way that you've supported me this year and I received messages like that as well and I've never really had that in friendships I've never really had people message me and be like I'm so grateful for you like I really appreciate the way that you've supported me I'm so glad that we've got our friendship and now I have a whole bunch of people that I have those relationships with which I feel very very lucky for I feel very lucky to have I feel very grateful for and also that is because I've put the effort into trying to nurture those relationships perhaps more than I have done in the past it's st- I still find it hard like I not hard but nurturing relationships and nurturing friendships is a conscious choice I have to make it doesn't come easy to me I'm not the sort of person that can just pick up my phone and just message someone or just pick up the phone and FaceTime someone it's a conscious choice of I've been thinking about this person this person's important to me I'm just going to message them and let them know that I'm thinking of them or message them and arrange a call or suggest that we go and do something. But it's wonderful. Anyways, I digress again. So what I do to lift my mood, number five, is changing my diet. So I look at what I've been eating, what I've been drinking. Have I been drinking enough water? Have I been drinking too much alcohol? Am I eating too much sugar? Am I eating food that's too carb heavy? Because food affects my moods so much if I've had too much sugar then I get like a big sugar rush and then I crash and it makes me really low and feeling depressed and if I've had too much caffeine if I've had any caffeine really or too much alcohol I can get anxious I get really bad anxiety and the anxiety makes me feel low and what's the word that I'm looking for it makes me feel small, like it makes me feel like I want to just curl up in a ball, it makes me feel shy, makes me feel like everyone's looking at me or talking about me or even if I was just going to Tesco's, I'm very conscious of people looking at me, I don't know, I just, it's just how it makes me feel if I'm anxious, so that impacts my mood, whereas when I'm eating fruit and vegetables, when I'm taking my vitamins, when I'm drinking enough water, when I'm not drinking alcohol, and making those conscious choices to be healthier, my mood lifts, I have more energy, I have more creativity, I'm feeling more confident, and because my mood is then higher, and I'm feeling better, I make better choices, so instead of thinking, I'm just going to binge Netflix for the next couple of hours, or I'm going to go to the bed for the afternoon, or I'm going to go to bed for the afternoon, I'm able to make better choices because I have more energy, So I'm like, no, I'm going to get this done. Or no, I'm going to get that done. Or I'm going to go and do this instead. Like maybe I'll go for a walk instead. Or actually I'm going to do a workout. Or I'm going to message my friend and catch up with my friend. So my diet has a massive impact on my mood. And I would encourage you, if you've never thought about it before, to just be aware of what you're consuming and see if it does have an impact. Like if you are eating too much sugar, does it affect your mood? If you are drinking a lot of alcohol, does it affect how you feel about yourself? I have been sober now since November and it's not a, I'm not on like a sober journey as such. Like I'm not giving up alcohol. I haven't said that I'm gonna never drink again. It just, it just happened. I just didn't have a drink for a few weeks because I felt like shit. And then I noticed the change in how I felt about myself. So I didn't want to have a drink because I was feeling better. And then I felt like shit again through January. So I just haven't had the desire to drink because of the after effects. So because of that, it's just been sort of like a natural process. I'll probably drink again in the future because I enjoy alcohol. I I enjoy alcohol. I enjoy a crazy night out <laughs> every now and then not not as much as I used to be I used to be a massive party girl but I'm not anymore I enjoy it so I will probably drink again at some stage but I'm not limiting myself I'm not telling myself that I'm going to be sober and I'm also not telling myself that I de- that I have to drink so that's just that's just helped the sixth thing on my list is create or adapt your morning routine 
So I had not had a decent or any any kind of morning routine for months. I'd got out of the habit of of looking at my looking after myself first, of putting myself first, of doing any exercises in the morning that were empowering or inspiring or made me feel good. So I was starting my days where I just get up and I, I fell into a bit of a trap where I was like, I don't want to set an alarm because I need nine hours sleep or I need to like I hate getting up in the mornings so I didn't set an alarm so I'd wake up be grumpy about the fact that it was morning and then I'd get back into bed and just allow myself to sleep until I decided to get up which was probably somewhere between like nine and ten most days but then because I had overslept at that point I'd still feel groggy and then I found it really hard to motivate myself so for the past week ten days not when I was staying with Matt, but then <laughs> Kobe came and woke me up every morning anyway. <laughs> but I've been setting an alarm to make sure that I get up to an alarm so I can get into the routine of going to bed, getting up and building that habit. And then when I wake up, because I'm waking up earlier, I feel like I've got more time and space to do a morning routine without it impacting my work day. So my alarm's been going off anywhere between like 7.30 and 7.45 which feels early, but actually now the mornings are getting a bit lighter, it's not quite so bad. I'll set my alarm 7.30, 7.45, and then from there, I've given myself until nine o'clock to essentially do whatever I want. So I've been journaling some mornings, I'll meditate some mornings, I've been doing some EFT scripts, I've been reading, listening to podcasts, and I also use that time to do my hair, do my makeup, get dressed, so that by nine o'clock, I'm ready and I'm feeling good in myself because I've spent that time working on myself. I'm feeling ready and raring to go and work. And then that's meaning that I'm more productive. And I mean, I did this for like three days last week because I was then away for the week. That's a lie. I did it for two days because on Tuesday I took most of the, <laughs> most of the day off. <laughs> but that's the routine that I'm trying to implement at the moment. So it's really about consciously choosing exercises that are gonna lift my mood. So as I said, journaling, dancing, yoga, or some kind of movement, Pilates maybe, haven't done that yet, but that's on my list of things that I could do with my mornings, reading a book, and sometimes watching an inspiring video. So I watched Rihanna's Super Bowl performance today, and that, like even watching that, there's something about it that just lit something inside me. It was the same when I watched Beyonce's Homecoming tour that was on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on there, but watching performers and the way, like their energy and the way their dancers perform, it lights me up so much. So even just watching a 15 minute video of something like that inspires me, gives me energy, it fuels me so that then I can start the day feeling productive. So I'm really consciously making sure that the first, anywhere between like 30 and 90 minutes of the day is about me. It's for me, it's to make me feel good, it's to work on my mindset because that's incredibly important and it's to ensure that I'm continually making myself feel confident because confidence isn't something that is always naturally there like yes some days it is some days I wake up and I feel like I could take over the world but there are days especially depending on where I am in my cycle that confidence has to be something that I'm putting the effort into on a daily basis which is something that I'm going to be talking about in the coming episodes because I'm diving into into that a lot more talking about the three layers of confidence that you have to work on but yeah the the morning routine I'd really encourage you to look at your current morning routine and see how you can adapt it and then make it your non-negotiable I've always been someone that hates getting up to an alarm and I fell into the trap of being like no like I work for myself I don't want to get up to an alarm it's my day I want to live my day however I want to live it and not have to follow set timelines but what I've realized is I need that alarm at the moment this might not again this this is always open to change like whatever I set for myself now isn't going to necessarily be the same in six months time but at the moment I need an alarm I need that to wake up so that I feel like I've got plenty of time to prioritize myself and to do the stuff that makes me feel really good about myself and do the stuff that lifts my mood so that I'm not starting the day feeling miserable or overwhelmed or stressed out I'm starting the day feeling positive organized and knowing exactly what I'm doing 
Number seven on my list of things to do to instantly boost your mood is becoming aware of your inner narrative. So for me, I'm like, okay, what am I telling myself? I'm feeling this low. I'm feeling this miserable. I'm feeling this down because of what? Like, what am I saying? What's going through my head to contribute to these feelings? And I look at it and go, okay, well, I'm telling myself I'm so tired. I feel so rough. I'm so fed up of being ill. I haven't been able to get started. I've lost momentum. All these thoughts that I'm repeating, whilst, yes, they might feel very true, continually repeating them to myself and telling myself the same thing over and over again isn't actually supporting me in being able to make a change. So you have to be conscious of what's going on in your mind all the time, conscious of your inner narrative. And then as those negative thoughts happen, acknowledge them. Don't beat yourself up because you've got them. Simply acknowledge them and then choose a different thought. Either distract yourself with something completely different or use a tool like repeating affirmations to change the dominant thought that's on your mind. One thing that I've started to do at the moment because I put on weight, as most people do, over Christmas and in January, especially being ill, I put on more weight than I wanted to. And in December, I was like, oh, I'm going to eat because it's fine because in January, I'm going to get back on the health wagon, blah, blah, blah. And then didn't. I put on weight. I'm very uncomfortable in my body at the moment. And when I look in the mirror, straight away, the voices that are there are, God, you look disgusting. How have you put on so much weight? They are instant. It's obviously embedded into me somehow, probably through like your upbringing, society, all the shit talk that's in the media about people's bodies and that's where my brain is going and instead of telling myself you look amazing or you look so good or you're beautiful things that would feel a bit uncomfortable at the moment I'm saying to myself I'm a work in progress I'm worthy right now and I'm a work in progress and that is helping me to feel more comfortable because I'm not trying to discredit how I'm feeling about myself. I'm not trying to just get rid of that. I'm not trying to just say, oh no, your fe- those thoughts are stupid, they're not valid. And I'm also not trying to force myself into believing something that's ultimately not It's ultimately not how I feel. So I'm not kind of being toxic to myself, almost like that toxic positivity where you like force yourself to be positive. I'm not doing that to myself. I'm acknowledging how I'm feeling and I'm allowing myself to think towards the future without beating myself up at the same time. So really become aware of your inner narrative, what you're saying to yourself regularly. Change the thoughts as they happen. Acknowledge them and then choose again, but without the guilt or blame. You don't want to be blaming yourself for thinking so negatively. I've been working on myself for the past, what, 12, 13 years. I'm a confidence and life coach. I help other people with this stuff. It would be so easy for me to jump in at myself and be like, you shouldn't be thinking these thoughts. How can you help someone as a coach when you're thinking this? Like, who are you to help other people with their confidence when you're not feeling confident? It is so easy for that to become the narrative that I say and for for me to blame myself and feel ashamed for the thoughts that I have. But I'm choosing not to because I don't think that's fair and that's not going to get anyone anywhere. And I don't pretend or try and mask the negative thoughts that I have because I think that's really inauthentic. And it's unrealistic to, even though I do it as a job, to expect me to be this perfect human being that never has negative thoughts or never thinks badly about myself and is just 100% confident 100% of the time. It's so unrealistic. So I don't do that. I've stopped doing that. Yes, there are still times where it will come up and I will feel almost like ashamed or I will like blame myself and then I'll catch those thoughts exactly in the same process. I'll catch those thoughts and go, oh, that's not a very nice thought, is it? And then I'll change it and remind myself that I am a human being and that it is okay for me to have downtimes as well. Then the last one on the list is asking for support. So for me, this looked like recently, well, it regularly looks like this. I'm part of something called My Healing Membership by Marie Holden. And I've talked about her on the podcast before. I worked with her one-to-one last year. I've been part of a healing membership for, I don't know, two and a half years now 
two years, three years, I don't know, I've lost count. But I use that membership every single week, pretty much. I didn't so much in January, but we have every other week we have an EFT session and every other week we have a breathwork session. And I try my best to go to every single session because those sessions are really, really valuable to me. And this week or last week, I went along to the EFT session and I just poured my heart out to Maria and was like, this is what's going on. I'm struggling. I can't shift this myself. I need help. So we did an EFT script and then we did an energy healing meditation. And by asking for help, I had that reassurance. I got everything off my chest. We did the energy work to move some of the stagnant energy that was holding me back. And then I was able to move forward. And there's no shame in asking for support. So I asked for help there, but I also speak to my friends regularly. If there's something going on, if I'm feeling down or if I'm struggling to move forward in my business, I use my WhatsApp group with Francis and Jade. We regularly communicate our ups, our downs, our struggles. And I think being in groups like that and having so many more business friends now, it it's reassurance that I'm not the only one going through that. Like me and my friends, we will regularly open up and be vulnerable and share what's going on and share our thoughts. And it can be really scary to do and it can make you feel like a bit of an imposter, especially when you feel like you should know all the answers or you feel like you should be a certain way ahead or you feel like you shouldn't be having those thoughts and feelings. You can feel like an imposter and you can almost be scared to be vulnerable and share those thoughts with other people. But as soon as you do, I guarantee somebody else is feeling the exact same as you. So ask for that support, ask your friends for support, join a group like my healing membership, for example, I'll leave the link in the show notes, join a group like that, where you can go for support, where you won't be judged, where you'll be listened to and supported get like an accountability group, join a free Facebook group, go to networking sessions with people that are on the same level as you or seek paid help if you have that option available to you. I've recently launched a new service that that is like a text session. It's like a one hour texting session. So if you're struggling with something, if you've got a goal that you specifically wanna work towards or if you're in a position where you're feeling low or you're stuck in a mindset that isn't supportive, then for one hour, we can just text back and forth and I'll provide you with tools and techniques or tips to help you move through that experience, move through that event so that you come out feeling more confident, feeling less overwhelmed, having your mood boosted, whatever it is that you need. So there are so many options available for you. You don't necessarily have to sign up with a coach for six months. You don't have to join a group program or have to do a course. You can find solutions that are better for you. You can find one-off sessions or you can speak to friends. You can go in and, as I said, write in Facebook groups, whatever it is that you need, but ask for support. Speak to the Samaritans. Sometimes if you're feeling low, you don't necessarily need a solution Sometimes you just need to say things out loud and get it off your chest and then you're instantly going to feel lighter and your mood's going to change. So they are eight ways to instantly boost your mood if you are feeling low. And I'll just run through them again. It was change the content you're consuming, make an effort with your appearance, change your environment, spend time with people who lift you up, change your diet, create or adapt your morning routine, become aware of your inner narrative and ask for support. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I also want to let you know that on Thursday the 23rd of February I'm running a free webinar called The Confidence Comeback. It's all about how to get your confidence back when it's been knocked by something. So whether you've gone through a breakup, whether you were rejected by a client, whether you didn't get a promotion that you went for, or whether someone left a shitty comment on your Instagram, whatever it is, it's all about how to use my think first method to get your confidence back. And you can use that method over and over again, every single time your confidence is knocked, which is going to happen to us. So no matter where we are in life, our confidence will be knocked at some point. So go and sign up for that. The confidence course group round is starting on the 13th of March remember there are five spaces available at 30% off so just enter code celebrate at the checkout there are only five spaces at that 30% off because that's quite a large discount 
And if you don't wanna join the group round, then that's absolutely fine. You can get the course only version, or you can also upgrade and work with me one-to-one -one as well, if you choose to do so. I'm also taking on one-to-one -one coaching clients, so I don't often promote my one-to-one -one coaching services on here, so I thought I would just put that out there. If you'd like to work with me one-to-one for, one -one for however long, my packages are pretty bespoke. We've got many, I've got many different options that would suit you. Just get in touch with me and we can do that to work on creating more confidence for you. I hope that this has been helpful. This has been an epic episode, first, first episode back. Thank you for listening. I'll be back again very soon and there will be interviews resuming shortly. I've got lots of good stuff coming for you over the coming months. So if you're not already subscribed, please do hit subscribe. Leave me a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. I'll be most, most grateful. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please share it on your Instagram stories and tag me at Rebecca Lucy H and tag at The Confidence Show. And I'll share it in mine. And it's just nice to hear your feedback. So thanks for listening. See you in the next one. Thanks for listening to The Confidence Show with me, Rebecca Hawkes. If you enjoyed this episode, please take 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This will help the podcast reach more people, which means we can help more people increase their confidence and love themselves for who they are. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and I will see you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.